Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sport talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. And not only that, but they also have water, soft drinks, snacks, by the way, at the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament on Wednesday. Brewers Outlet Water, and it was outstanding and exactly what I needed. They also roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. Six great flavors of slushies and the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. The, uh, so, the uh, team did scrimmage last night, but this is where I'll totally frustrate the audience, and you'll get mad at me, and I understand why you'd be mad at me, but... It is part of my job in terms of what I do to get ready where I'm allowed to be there, but I can't talk about it, okay? And I apologize to the audience. Um, those who have listened for a long time do understand because I've always explained it that way, but, okay? Um, I liked a lot of what I saw last night, but I can't really... It, it is, uh, would be wrong of me based on my position to give details on it. That, that's up to James to talk about that, and he'll talk to the media on Wednesday about that. They are off today. This is the last day of classes today uh, for the spring, for the, excuse me, for the uh, second six-week summer session. And tomorrow's commencement. I'm not sure if there are any players graduating tomorrow. I think there might be a couple. But then they will practice tomorrow. In fact, this will be the pivotal time between now and next Sunday. It's going to be between tomorrow and Saturday, so Saturday to Saturday. That will determine who's starting, who's in the rotation, who's on the travel squad, and who's not on the travel squad. So those four items will be determined starting tomorrow, even though they've been evaluating the entire time, but starting tomorrow to next Saturday, so from the 13th to the 20th, because when they get to the 21st, they will break into scout teams. And, you know, or right about there, it should be Sunday or Monday. I, think, I, I would say it would probably be the 21st because... They're not going to practice on the first day of classes on the 22nd. And, and so that's what's going to be determined. Who's starting? 
I think for the most part, a lot of, you know, there are many items that have been settled, but not all of them. But who's starting? Who's in the rotation? Who's on the travel squad? And who is on the scout team non-travel squad? It does not mean you cannot work your way off the non-travel squad to the travel squad. Just a year ago, Jordan Vandenberg, to his credit, was put on the scout team non-travel squad. I don't know. Third of the way, halfway through the season, somewhere in there, James gathered the team up after practice and said, every time I turn around, I see Vandenberg on that scout team making a play. He's moving up to the to the travel squad. See, they, they watch everything. If you're doing something on the, on the non-travel squad, they are watching. And you can still move up if you got the determination and the maturity to do it. But that's what's at stake uh, from tomorrow through next Saturday. Those final impressions, they get you to start, rotation, travel squad, non-travel squad. And there's no class next week. So that's what makes this part, as I mentioned, pivotal, because there's no class. That's it. Last day of classes, six-week session today. First day of classes, ten days from now. And I know James will meet with the media after Wednesday's practice, I believe, this week. Something else I want to get into briefly. We're going to have Matt Leon, by the way, at... 335. Obviously, they have not named officially the Big Ten contract, but we all know through the quality of reporting from the likes of Scott Dockerman of The Athletic, uh, Andrew Marchand of the, New York, of the New York Post, and John Orrand of Sports Business Journal, three outstanding reporters and all three we've had on the show, at one point or another. But it looks like it's going to be Fox, CBS, NBC. Then we'll see what they're going to do with streaming. Okay. So let me ask this question for you. Um, ESPN, of course, has an all-sports network. Right now is going to have deals still with everybody else in the end, except for the Big Ten doesn't mean once in a while a Big Ten team shows up in a road game against somebody that's on the ESPN contract. I mean, that will happen. It's like Penn State's playing at Auburn. That game's on CBS because it's an an SEC home game, and CBS currently has the rights. Especially in 23, this might be apropos, are there enough quality games in the conference to fill 13 weeks. You have to come up with 39 of these games. Noon, 3.30, 7.30. 
do you have three quality matchups or quality to really good matchups that make the cut every week to fill those time slots? Now, once USC and UCLA get into the mix, now you have a lot more options. No question. And it does change the dynamic. It's also going to be interesting to see what Fox does, because in 23, for example, in 23, the first year of the contract, Fox will still be under contract to still do the Big 12. And Fox will still be under contract to do some Pac-12 games. And... And that's something that is left out in this. I mean, Fox is still going to have a Big 12 contract in 23 and 24, and they're going to have a big. They're going to have a Pac-12 contract still in 23. So they will have some additional games to draw on, but when you're putting in that much money into the Big 10, you probably want to make as many of those. Big Ten noon kickoffs. Now, they may take, like, the Big 12. Like, they may take the Pac-12, for example, and put that in a primetime spot opposite NBC. They may take a Big 12 game, put it opposite in a, in a 330 game against CBS. But they'll still have those options. The question is going to be, will they let those contracts expire? and just run with the Big Ten. That's what I, that's, I think that's an interesting question. Will they let that expire and just run with the Big Ten? And then, from the point of view of uh, of CBS, NBC, now, Notre Dame only has six home games this year. And I think for the most part down the line, they've been mostly just getting six home games. You're not a seven-home game school. So that's six weeks, and Notre Dame this year does have one primetime NBC game, and that's with Clemson. So how does NBC want to work this with Notre Dame in the schedule? if they have that Big Ten primetime spot. Unless, for example, one of the games is against a Big Ten team in the primetime spot. But that will be the question moving forward. You have three prime spots. Noon, 3.30, 7.30. Do you have enough good to high quality games every week to fill all three spots? with one conference. Obviously, they think they do, or they wouldn't be investing $350 million apiece at CBS and NBC to do it. Today's show is brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Another beautiful weekend coming up. Boy, I look out there right now, there is not a cloud in the sky. And the temperature is, what, in the mid to upper 70s? It's going to be in the mid-70s all weekend with no rain. So it's great to have a get-together. You want to go to Brewer's Outlet to make sure you're fully stocked, or if you're going someplace, bring it with you. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. That water, by the way, that Brewer's Outlet water. Uh, down a few on Wednesday at the Purdue Memorial Golf Tournament. Mm, tastes good. Soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, the Phillies are scorching hot. Uh, they've been playing great baseball since June 1st. And joining us from Philadelphia now to talk about that and a couple of other items, our good friend Matt Leon. Matt, great to have you with us. Welcome back. How are you? Good to be with you. Doing great. No Bryce Harper for most of this, but the Phillies are 41-20 and 20 since June 1st. Why? Confidence, it seems to me, that almost completely corresponds with when they changed managers. And under Thompson, they are playing a completely different level of baseball. Uh, more confidence, seem to be having more fun. Success leads to success. Uh, young players are blossoming, and not for nothing, uh, I think the whole clubhouse got a real infusion with the trade deadline pickups uh, that the organization made, the front office made. I think they feel like the front office has their back, and they've taken it to another level. Uh, and they've also, something they haven't done forever, they are beating up on teams worse than them. And a lot of people, you know, like to throw shade on what the Phils have done, say, oh, they beat the Nationals, they beat the Marlins. But for years, specifically the Marlins, have been a nightmare for the Phillies. Uh, so to see them taking care of business against these teams, it's refreshing. And it's what good teams do. You know, you're not going to you know, sweep most series with the Atlantas and the Mets of the world. But if you hold your own there, win 8 out of 10 against the terrible teams, guess what? You're playing in October. Right. Well, exactly. And all you have to do, in my opinion, is make the tournament. Then after that, right, get in yeah, and then, then see what you can do. Yeah. Uh, the you mentioned the deals, and plus they got Segura came back. 
Mm-hmm. But what what kind of help have guys been like Alec Bohm and Bryson Stott? Two first round picks. What have they meant? Oh, they've meant a lot. I think they've they've meant a lot to the energy. I think one of the things that Girardi, when he was the manager, didn't seem to like to play the young guys on a regular basis. You know, he would go out of his way to protect them against certain type of pitching, or if they struggled or scuffled a little bit, he got them out of there. I mean, you know, Bryson Stotts had a lot of big hits and some game-winning hits. He's still only hitting around 200. Right, I know. And, you know, I don't think there's any way that Joe Girardi would run him out there as consistently. Um, Alec Bohm, you know, if you think back to April, remember when Bohm got caught on camera after committing an error, talking about how he bleep hated this place, but he he stood in front of the cameras, admitted he was wrong, talked about it being frustration. The fan base embraced that because that's, that's exactly what the people in Philadelphia want to hear when you do something like that. Yeah. And since then, he's played really good baseball, and he's gotten a lot better defensively, which was something he had uh, been struggling with. And uh, Derek Hall, too, who was a, a kid who uh, has been in the system for a while, hit you know a ton of home runs in the minor league, yes. struck out a ton. Yep. And I think that was a lot of people didn't know how he would translate. And he's still striking out a lot, but he's also hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And... He is putting the ball in play enough where I think even when they get back to complete full strength, he's still going to have a role, maybe not every day, but he has still proven himself, I think, uh, to be a guy that other teams are going to have to contend with if he's on the bench as far as their decision-making late in games. And he's another guy that, frankly, I just don't think would have seen the light of day uh, under Joe Girardi and definitely wouldn't have gotten the consistent at-bats he's gotten uh, under Thompson. Personalities are different, but why is why do you think Robbie Thompson gives them a little more rope to work with compared to a shorter leash from Joe Girardi? I think Thompson's been around. It's very interesting to me with Philly's managers. Charlie Manuel's best manager in franchise history. I don't think it's mm-hmm. close. You know, I mean, Chris Chris Wheeler just talks glowingly to me about yeah. him. Yeah, you know, I mean, he helped them get over the hump. He, he held them at a high level when they had talent, and a lot of times that's hard to do when you're expected to win, and he did it all brilliantly. Since then, the two best managers the Phillies have had, in my opinion, are Thompson and Pete McCannon. Okay. And they are both guys that had to come in and clean up the mess after the hand-picked high-profile hire right. went completely off the rails, first with Sandberg, with McCannon, and Thompson with Girardi. Um, and I think these are just guys that are lifers that have been around the game. They can relate to guys up and down the roster. Uh, the, the players believe in them. They're straight with the, you know, they're straight with the players. The players appreciate that, even if they don't like the, the answer. And I think you say it. I mean, I, I can't tell you, and you, I'm sure you saw them, how many think pieces from very important people we saw when Girardi got fired talking about how, well, they might have had to fire him, but in no means is this going to make things better. Right. And, like, it is a, it's like flipping a switch. Like, you talked about that June 1st. I think that first win during this stretch was Girardi's last game. It was. Since, since then, you know, that's 40 and 20, over 60 games. That's a large sample. That is, and to, to be at that level for that long, uh, 
you've got to have something different. So it's obvious that the, the players have bought into what he's bringing to the table, and they obviously weren't buying in uh, to what Girardi was selling. All right, so now let's get to the Eagles camp is underway. Any news before the first uh, preseason game, anything come out about what's going on at the Eagles camp? Um, just a lot of a lot of play-by-play from the beat writers and <laughs> statistical yeah. wrap-ups of how Jalen Hurts looked in the seven-on-seven drills. And I understand it's what the fans want. I don't think you can draw a whole heck of a lot. Um, uh, for me, just stay healthy is the yeah. big thing for and, and any situation coming out of a training camp. Uh, I think no news is good news in training camp situations. Uh, it looks like A.J. Brown is as advertised. Uh, I think the biggest jump will be in the secondary, uh, bringing in uh, James Bradbury to go opposite to Arias Slay on the corners. I think they've got a chance to have a really good secondary this year. Um, yeah, there's a lot of excitement, and it's really, you know, I've hammered Howie Roseman in the past, but what they've been able to do in the last two years in changing the level of talent is really remarkable and they've got to get get a lot of credit because they have filled holes they have drafted well they have drafted for need um there's a lot of excitement and so far in camp there is nothing that i think uh, should would take away from that excitement saw uh miles sanders at one point in the off season he's lighter right now what kind of difference can that make for him i think this is a big year for miles i think he is looking to break through uh he's looking to establish himself as the number one i don't know uh, but to me speed has never been the problem with sanders and i think for whatever reason they just the eagles and this is over multiple coaching staff so i don't know what but it seems like there's a there there has just not wanted to completely go all in on Sanders. Now, the second half of last year, uh, they, they did so more. But I think uh, I think Miles Sanders has come into this season with a chip on his shoulder and uh, I think will be a big key to their success. And frankly, when you've got Devontae Smith on one side, A.J. Brown on the other, Dallas Goddard on the seam, you're not going to be facing a lot of eight, nine in the box. So, uh, and with that offensive line in front of him, uh, I, all signs point to uh, with a solid, with good performances. This could be a big year for Sanders. Uh, let's get to the Sixers for a moment because now you know we know Kevin Durant wants out of New Jersey. He he wanted the, he wanted Steve Nash fired, the GM fired. Well, they're not going to fire him. Uh, the Celtics have been mentioned. Now the Sixers have been mentioned. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think anytime a guy like Durant becomes available, you have to ask. It seems like there's legitimate interest on the Sixers. I don't know that they have the assets to get it done. I don't know. I would imagine a package would start with Tyrese Maxey. Uh that makes you cringe, but this could be a move that wins in the title this year, and that's kind of the goal here. You've got to get a title before Embiid's peak is over. Um, but past, I don't know what else you would include in that uh, in that package. Now, Daryl Moore, you can get very creative. Uh, it seems to me that Brooklyn's got all the the, the leverage right now, but uh, we'll see. I don't. 
rule anything out. And, uh, you know, Embiid, Harden, and Durant, that would be something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, know, so we'll see. I would, if I had to guess, I would say it doesn't happen. It becomes Philadelphia, but, you know, I also didn't really think they'd be able to pull the Harden thing and get rid of, and get rid of Simmons at the same time. So, uh, I'm in wait or, wait and see mode there. I give Durant credit in, in this area is that when he was in Oklahoma City at Westbrook and he had Harden, then he goes out to Golden State. He's got all that talent around him, Curry and Thompson and, uh, and so forth. And of course he had Kyrie and, uh, and Harden in, in uh, Brooklyn. He's always seemed to be able to play with others without having to demand the ball all the time. I mean, I, that's, that's what's always impressed me about him. That, in other words, if you put him with Embiid and Harden, I think it would work because he's never demanded the ball at the expense of other people. No, I agree. And, and my problem, my concern would not be that part of it, like no, him no, on the roster. No, it is just, it's the, I don't know what they would, I mean, there's a package of Maxie, Tobias Harris, uh, you know, a couple of other young players or a couple of first-round picks. Does that get it done? I don't know. Like, I don't. Uh, well, it's interesting because they went through, quote, you know, the process. Okay, I got it. Um, but you're now at the point where maybe you, you do this, you can win a championship. Is it worth winning one at the expense of maybe having a mixed future? I think so. I, I think because I think if you don't win one with Embiid, it's a tragedy of the highest levels to have a transcendent big man who wants to be there, who does the things that he does, and you can't cash in on that one. I mean, we're talking NBA. How about getting to the conference finals? Like, you know, they haven't even been able to do that uh, with him on the roster. So I, uh, your point is valid, and I get it, but I, I do think there is kind of a real need to, if you've got to make a move that makes you a little uncomfortable to, you know, win to get the ring, I, I think you do it. Because I think they made the Harden Simmons deal for the same reason. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, look, we can win now, but we need to do it with a guy who actually wants to play the game of basketball. Right. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm still, I would still put a hundred bucks on Ben Simmons not playing again. <laughs> I. Why? It, it, Why? You're already. Why? Hearing these weird stories out of Brooklyn, yeah. you know. I mean, there was the one that he left the chat when he was asked if he was going to play in Game Four. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it, this seems to go beyond basketball, so I don't want to. But it is yeah. odd. It's really odd because there really doesn't seem to be a, a burning desire to play. Wow. Well, he's got direct deposit. All right. Yeah. So great. Uh, Matt, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Matt Leon joining us. By the way, Holidaysburg, Pennsylvania is in the Little League World Series, and they're playing a team from Delaware, and they're up 5-1 to one at the end of three. Holidaysburg, of course, right just south of Altoona. Interesting. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Our thanks to Matt for joining us. Well, here as we continue, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back. It's the Steve Jones Show. Hi, Steve. Hey, Chad. There we go. 
We're having all kinds of technical problems here today. No, oh, okay. I was just sitting here just waiting. Yeah. Well, I uh, didn't, didn't uh, hear the bumper music. Yeah, so it wasn't I here. Start. I went to hit it, and oh. it wasn't here. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Okay. No problem. We we can work around such things. It's no big deal. It's a uh, no big deal. It's a sign of the great weather, I guess, outside. Our minds are all outside right now. Well, you know what? Two weeks from tonight, we're, uh, we're going to be outside. Because two weeks from tonight is going to be the start of high school football season. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, the suit, Kevin Herr, was uh, with me at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club on Wednesday. It was just great catching up with him. And I asked him about, you know, high school football. It's an acclimation week. Eventually, everybody's going to get one scrimmage. It's funny, I was talking to a couple of people that are around high school scrimmages. And I said, do you miss having the second scrimmage? And you know what they all said? No. They like just having one scrimmage. Now, there are more challenges to just having one. You don't really spread out the wealth as much. Maybe you game plan a little bit in the second one. But uh, to be honest with you, they, um, um, they, they like the fact they have one scrimmage. And two weeks from tonight's the opener. That's hard to believe. I mean, the tw this is the 12th. 26th is the opening night for everybody. And they like having the schedule moved up, the people I talk to. And I'm sure it's not universal with every coach. But the ones I talk to, liked, um, they like where the schedule is starting now. And look, look at the weather. It turns out the weather, you're going to luck out. But the weather this weekend is good. The weather early next week is cooler. Now, I did, I took a, I, I did something that you and I both know looking at the 90-day forecast is probably not advisable, but I did anyway. And you're not going to get scorching hot days. So they're going to start the last weekend of August, get to the, the 2nd of September. You get to end a little bit earlier. And if you're in the playoffs, you get a little time to play it. If it doesn't go well for you, your athletes can go to the winter sport if they're involved in that. It's a great time of the year. Great time of the year. Well, I'll tell you, being out at the scrimmage last night, I'll say this was energizing. You know, really like being around this team a lot, watching them prep and play. And the weather was great.